Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at BoxingBear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at TheCookieBarnWaco.com. So they're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them, and you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Winchester Ranch premium beard oil products contain unique scents that are unmatched in the marketplace. They only use natural, unfiltered, uncut oils to provide the most nourishing ingredients in your beard regime. So leave the big box beard oils for the hipsters because no self-respecting cowboy wants to work cattle smelling like a New Jersey nightclub. So whether it's AM Lumber, Outlaw, Trail Boss, or Whiskey Saddle, Winchester Ranch Beard Company has a scent for everyone. You can reach Winchester Ranch Beard Company at WinchesterRanchBeardCo.com. Once again, WinchesterRanchBeardCo.com. Welcome back to another week of the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. I don't know <clears throat> if you can hear, but uh, I may sound like I'm a little under the weather. You know, I woke up with, uh, you know, my throat. It was sore. So I'm not sure if I'm dealing with the Omicron virus or not. I think it's a thing. It seems to be a thing around here right now. Um, but you know, I'm just trying to push through it. Uh, things are fine this weekend. However, uh, this happened this morning, this weekend I was fine. Um, I, you heard me talk a little about it last week, but I'm going to go a little in depth. So I was at this third grade basketball tournament and growing up in a small town, uh, which by the way, I, I, I think 
I'm better for having grown up in a small town and I love everybody there. And I, and I, and I live in one now it's a community. It's not really a town. It's a school district, but I, I like it. But what I do try to do is not get <laughs> when you go watch athletic events i try not to get wrapped up in it I, oh man sometimes i ramble let me just say it when you uh go to small town football games half the stands are yelling at the refs worst officiating they've ever seen every week every week if their team is losing every week that their team is losing worst refs in the history of of officiating the refs hate us the refs are paid off by the other school uh the refs have hated locust grove for a long time i just said the name well whatever it's where i grew up uh so i'm not saying i'm saying because that's where i grew up so yes that's where i heard it um but you know then later in life uh i traveled all over and it didn't matter what part of the country i had a lot of uh, friends kids who played i'd go watch their games uh, same situation, all different towns, all over the country. If it's a small town game, worst officiating ever, worst refs ever when their team's losing. So, what do I try to do when I go watch these games? Uh, my daughter's at thir- in third grade, you know, third grade basketball, which, by the way, is just as crazy uh, as as the high school games in the small town. And the the usually the parents are saying the same things. I try not to do that. Just because, just for what I said, I've recognized that every small town <laughs> does that. Now, go go play a private Christian school and watch how much their their fans uh, say anything at all. They don't. They won't say anything. Like the little private schools uh, around here in Oklahoma that that rule these class three A four A matchups, all sports. Watch their parents. They don't say anything. They just sit there. Um, now, I don't think I want to take it to that level, but I'm also not going to just assault the refs, you know, because the reality is uh, people, it's like Cowboys fans. Oh, gosh, here we go for this one. It's like Cowboys fans. Everybody's hinging on, like, one call or two calls. Well, what if you had held them? What if your defense had held them? You know, the first two touchdowns were three. You know, what I mean, they're like they're, it's not just like one call blew the game. So, and, and I don't feel like it's that in, in any sport. Even when I feel like it's a bad call, especially in third grade games, I don't say anything. It's third grade basketball. Yeah, you want your kids to be good, you want them to win, all that's great. But I mean, it's not like we've hired NBA refs to run these games. And I'm also not even like referring to any parents that are on the team that my kids on. I just, you know, you sit in the gym and you hear it. So where am I going with all this, I guess? <laughs> well, I got a little carried away about the rest, but where I'm actually going with this is making comments because also small town people say the same thing. Once again, I'm not above it. That's where I came from. Like that's my my makeup, right? So so uh, so I so I get it. I did say some things not to the refs. Uh you know how you walk in the gym, I hear this I've heard it my whole life. When I played sports, you hear it in the stands when you're a parent. And, and so, especially in little kids' games, whether they're soccer, basketball, I would imagine, you know, whatever other sports you play, but those are the two my kids have played. So, you show up at the field, you look at the opposing team, and you're like, there's no way 
There's no way in God's earth that kid's nine years old. None. There is zero way. No way is this kid eight years old. No way are they seven-year-old. You know, you, you every year, every year, you'll play certain teams, and you look at the, the opposing team, you're like, no way those kids are the same age as ours. Because our kids all look like... Uh, <laughs> like tiny people we they just look like tiny humans and then it looks like they're playing eighth graders uh when they're supposed to be eight years old right that's what you think so i was watching this game the other day and there's a kid who's nine years old i mean i heard i heard the other parents talk about it nine years old this kid was like a, a whole torso taller than our kids i don't believe it was like a head or like maybe shoulders to head i'm talking like a whole torso uh at nine years old it's like her dad was Robert Wadlow. If you don't know who that is, world's tallest man, he's eight foot eleven. Um, it's like Robert Wadlow and uh you know, that lady from India that's like eight foot tall. It's like the it's like they had a kid and that kid was out there. Now what's more amazing about this uh about this girl, she wasn't just tall. she was uh, nine years old and she dribbled between her legs. She could pass. She could shoot. She could do layups. Um, probably not the fastest on the court, but not far off. Unbelievable. She was an unbelievable basketball player. If this kid proportionally, just with age, continues the path that she's on right now, uh, she's probably going to be nine foot seven when she gets there. I honestly believe this is what I was saying when I saw him. Like, no way that kid's nine years old. I was like, that kid's 14, identifying as a third grader. That's what I thought. I thought she was identifying as a third grader, and she was like 14 or 15 years old. I mean, I, you've never seen anything like this. I mean, it's like I graduated with her in 98. It's what I felt like. Um, so, no, they didn't win this weekend, but it's a, it's a good run. But we did this tournament, and now I'm, I'm done talking about basketball. We did this tournament in um, still in a smaller community. Bigger than where I grew up. It was the town next door. And these days, I don't know, they probably have 15,000 people live in this town. But but it made me smile walking in this local restaurant. Because when I got out of the car, there were a couple of sheriff's vehicles parked there. And uh, the doors were unlocked and their vehicles were running. Now, depending where you live in the world... <laughs> That may not, you may not even bat an eye at that. You're like, okay, what's the big deal? I, I just, uh, pulling up, parking beside it, seeing their cars were running and the doors were unlocked. There's just no way in the world, in certain parts of the country, that would ever be a thing. Let's just call it what it is. There is no way that any police car in the city of Portland uh, parks at a restaurant, goes inside, eats full full meals, and leaves their car running. It's just not even a possibility. So when I saw that, it kind of made me smile and it made me think, you know, this is, it was like, it's not like I thought it was old days because in that community, it's never changed. But, you know, I live closer to a city, by the way, it's, it's, it's a fine city. I mean, there, <laughs> there is a murder rate. If you're on the, if you're in the wrong side of the, the law, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I mean, there's that. If any time you make the first 48, apparently there's a thing going on in the city. Whatever it is, it, it may not be good, but just depends on where you're at. Um, anyway, so just to see that, it made me smile. I was like, this is, this is what it used to be like. 
And I would imagine there are probably so many places where it probably was that way that, that maybe is not that way now. Now, I would imagine in certain cities, uh, big cities where there's always been uh, a little more crime, they probably never left their place. In New York City, in my head, I would doubt that they ever left police cars running uh, and would go in and eat somewhere and, le- and left them unlocked. I, would have, I just can't even imagine that being a thing. But it was cool to see there because it's like a nice place. Like, that's how people, they want to live in places like that. Why wouldn't they? Nobody walks down the street, nor do I here, where I live currently. Nobody walks down the street and thinks about, and they're not even on edge. Like, they're not even on alert. I just, I couldn't imagine living in certain parts of the country right now. These are not even political statements. These are solely based on me getting out of a car and um, seeing police cars still running. And it made me smile, and I thought, you know, for all the for all the places it seemed like it's a world meltdown right now, you know, I'd say we all pretty much got it together here. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter what political spectrum you're on. Uh, y- you get along. As a matter of fact, at the at the tournament, I I saw a guy. Um, he he grew up in the same town I did. His dad was like the most hardcore Democrat guy ever. And there are so many people in that small town that weren't. And if you talked about politics, you, you would go back and forth. If the next sentence out of your mouth was about high school football, that was it. Like you, you talked about that and we're basically in unison. If you talked about the school system, you talked about the town, you talked about church, like it wasn't, um, like people were on the same wavelength. There wasn't like, you know, there wasn't hate and division. I usually look, I know this is, <laughs> I don't even know how I just got all sidetracked by this, but there was not like hate and division. Even if you didn't see to eye to eye politically, like now you can't even disagree. Like it's, if you don't think this way, then, um, <laughs> then you're not like me and I hate you. Right. That's how, like, that seems to be, how it is these days like you can't even you can't even disagree because one side thinks the other side's idiots and uh you know that's it some people are different some people are pretty hard-lined about certain things uh and then relaxed about others and that sometimes would drive uh a hard left or a hard right person insane because you were more centered but nothing's ever going to change or get better if people don't, you know, come to get one. I don't know. I, all that because if they don't come together, nothing's going to change. All of that that I just said, those were my thoughts because there was a police car that was left running outside of a restaurant, two of them, and, like, nobody cared. There's no way that they thought that those cars were going to get taken. And you could take them. I mean, you go to jail if that's what you wanted to do. But I'm just saying, like, that, there wasn't enough people in that town uh, for that to even be a factor. I have a friend from childhood who, uh, I mean, we weren't best friends, but, but she was my friend. And she moved to Branson. Now, I'm not, I'm not actually going to say anything about her negative because, like I said, she's my friend, but I'm just saying, like, the <laughs> so <laughs> I'll get there. 
So she posts things on Facebook from from Branson. It's all Branson things. I'm assuming I'm assuming she works at a theater because I see these posts and it's always about the Branson Star Theater. <laughs> Listen, I don't know these people. I, I know the person I'm talking about, but I don't know the people that work at the Branson Star Theater. I don't know the people that perform there. So if I meet them later, I'll change my mind. I'll come back and talk about it. Something tells me I'm never going to meet him, though, so it's fine. So I just see these posts, and then you get this guy. I'm just going to say his name. I'll just say what it is. He's an entertainer. He won the the 2021 Entertainer of the Year. His name is Stevie Lee Woods, everybody. Woo, let's go, Stevie! Stevie Lee Woods! Anyway, like when you look him up, he just looks like an old pervert guy. He looks like a guy who's 60-something years old, still dyes his hair black, and he wears tinted sunglasses. Tiny ones, though, like the like the ones that don't even cover your whole eyeball. And uh, and he thinks he is, like, just a, <laughs> He thinks he's a... <laughs> oh, he just thinks he's a sex machine. I don't know how else to word it. That's what he thinks. I mean, you just got to look at the guy. Um... He, like, dances and pelvic thrusts across the stage. And uh, to be honest, does he sing good? <sighs> if he went on America's Got Talent, no. He probably wouldn't make it out of there because they would say that he, they would call him corny is what they would say. So I've been watching it. He's, like, Entertainer of the Year, and his band is Entertainment of the Year for the Branson Star Theater, which, by the way, the theater... They're the star attraction at the theater, so they have voted him Entertainer of the Year. I would imagine there are more other Entertainers of the Year at various theaters across Branson. And I was just thinking about it. Like, I I would be conflicted, I think. Like, if you were trying to make it big, like your whole life, you're like, you're really trying to get there. And, uh, (laughs) And you didn't ever actually make it. But uh, somebody in Branson's like, you want to do a Branson show? And you'd be like, yeah, I guess, kind of. And then you visited Branson. Not Branson itself. Branson itself is like a beautiful town, like in the in the hills here of the Ozarks, and uh, the scenery's awesome and, and all that. But the like the entertainment side, it's not like there's real entertainment. Uh, Dr. Dre's never going to perform at the Branson Theater. He's just not. Uh, so I don't know what kind of entertainment it is. Uh, Metallica is never going to perform at Branson Theater. N- never going to happen. So you get there, and it's just all these these corny pe- I don't even use that word. <laughs> I don't use that word, but that was an, a, a word that I would hear Simon Cowell say on American Idol to certain people because that's really what, what it is. Uh, do So do you watch this? I think... Now that I see all these posts, I think I would want to go watch it when I got to Branson, but I'm not going to be like, like totally disrespectful like that. I'm not going to go to the show and laugh at them. I will go to the show and think all kinds of things in my head that I'm going to say after I leave there, but it's not like I would interrupt the show with laughter. I mean, I would chuckle. I would probably chuckle under my breath. Uh, watching some of the moves. I would probably do that because I don't know if I could refrain. I would definitely talk about it when I left. Just wouldn't be respectful when I was there. I'm just saying like, but do you tell people when you go outside of Branson, do you tell people that, uh, what do you do? I'm a professional singer. Like you are, where do you perform? At that moment right there, do you lie 
do you just not tell them or do you just, uh, you know, bite the bullet and be like, uh, I sing in Branson. <laughs> you're going to automatically get labeled like you're going to. Did you guys ever see the, uh, uh, America's got talent when it's a brand, a whole Branson act, a whole Branson family. They've been there for years. Uh, they're called the Duttons. I, I believe I've told this story before. If I haven't, I'll retell it because I think it was a while ago, just in case anybody's new. But I was in Branson one time, and, you know, they're like a Branson staple, this whole theater. I'm sure they're entertainer of their year at their own theater also. So they're called the Duttons, but I only called them the Dutons. Um, even if I – I was probably already calling them the Dutons, seeing it on a sign without knowing, and then somebody corrected me, and they were kind of rude about correcting me because – it went like this. So I go to the go-kart track in Branson. It's me, my wife, and my friend at the time. That's the only three I remember. Three of us. Could have been four. I don't know. But it was us three for sure. So we go, and uh, my buddy Brandon, maybe my brother. I don't know. I don't know. I just know me and my wife are there, one or two other people. I don't remember. And so I said, like, hey, man, you guys know the Dutons? And this guy's like, it's the Duttons. And I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Do you guys know the Dutons? He's like, uh, like we're, we're going to go see the Dutons when we're here. He's like, it's the Duttons. I know them personally, so I know how to say it. And I'm like, that's what he said. I know them personally. I know how to say it. I don't know if it's cool that he knows them personally. There's like 600 of them. They're all on stage, and they all play an instrument. And some of them can switch off instruments, and they do it with a big smile. And they all, you know, remember uh, in the 80s when girls would, the, the haircut was the, uh, I don't know what you call it, but they'd fluff up their bangs really big and they'd be like six feet tall. Well, that's basically the hairstyles that the dudes still do on stage. And they spray like a half can of Aquanet. Uh, it basically looks like Stevie Lee Woods hair for all the dudes. That's, that's how I picture them. And they all like stand in line and it's, it's like they're, this is all from memory. If I, I could be wrong, if you look it up, but in my head, I feel like they all river dance while they all play uh, different instruments as they all smile at the crowd and make eye contact with you directly the whole time. They don't even look at their instruments. And, and, uh, I basically, basically it's, I think it's another embarrassing show. Like it would be a show that I would go to and, uh, I would watch it and I would secretly make fun of them almost the whole time. And then I would have to get up after just probably half a little less than half the show. Cause I'm like, I can't, I literally can't take this anymore. Like I cannot watch this. I'm going to have to go to the go-kart track. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. So that kid, uh, he got, who got mad at me because I kept calling him the Dutons. Uh, <laughs> we got out on the go-kart track. I believe my brother was there. We get out on the go-kart track. Um, you're not supposed to wreck each other. You're not supposed to slam carts together. But they got that weld, uh, welded guard around the tires. So it's not like you're like blowing out tires. You're just hitting metal and metal. So every time we would make a turn and the... Uh, the workers or refs or officials, whatever they call themselves out on the go-kart track, they couldn't see you anymore, but you know, they're not stupid. They can hear metal on metal. So every time we'd make this little, this little figure eight that was through this little tunnel, I would just smash into people as hard as I could. Like I would just, I would just straight up like, like movie car chases and I would turn my wheels as hard as I could and just smash them like, like right into the wall. I, you can hear metal on metal, but then you'd pull out of it when you get back around to where they're at. <laughs> you just kept driving like like you weren't doing it. And then you get in the tunnel, and you just hear metal on metal. I was smashing people. So they eventually stop us, and they're like, 
hey, you can't can't smash the carts together. We're like, we're not, man. What are you talking about? Knowing full well they could hear it. Uh, it was the same kid who wanted to kick us out um, because I kept calling uh, the Duttons the Dutons, uh, and he eventually did so. From memory, I think he did kick us out. I think he did, but it was for go-kart violations, not for me saying the Dutons. I'm just saying that's a thing there in uh, Branson you can't do. You can't you can't verbally assault the entertainer of the year. The dude is a straight-up pervert, like he is. You got to see his hair and all of it. And I don't know where he came from, but I, I looked up a YouTube video um, uh, earlier. <laughs> I don't know why. But I looked up a YouTube video earlier. Oh, because I just wanted to see him. He walks like a peacock, like he on stage, and he's real skinny. He's got, like, skinny He wears skinny jeans. He's, like, 65, and he always wears one of those vests. You know those three-piece suits? Uh, but if you were to eliminate the pants and the uh, – sport coat you know that thing <laughs> the little vest he always wears a vest skinny pants boots and and he's got that hair that he fluffs up his bangs like it's the 1980s and he wears those glasses like i said and he struts around like a peacock and to be honest he didn't even sing that good i'm gonna go to branson and i, and I think i want to watch this i'm gonna see the entertainer of the year uh i i haven't been in a long time my kids have Never been to Branson, and I'm not so I'm not that far away. For those of you across the world, Branson, Missouri, um, uh, it, it's this place where um, entertainers go. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be rude. I, I like I, I promise I'm not. I mean I I'm being I th- I know I'm being like facetiously funny, but I'm not trying to be rude. But it's literally where entertainers go to die. So if you're still able to entertain. And uh, somebody knew who you was in like 1960. You can go to Branson right now, and you'll get on stage. Uh, you just had <laughs> like so it's like horrible uh, music entertainment. Now, are these people talented? I guarantee they're talented. I guarantee everybody in those bands can play instruments better than everybody I know. Well, I don't know everybody, but because I know a couple people that are really good, but but unbelievable, unbelievably talented. I actually do believe that the the style of music and the <laughs> and the flair of the performers got to be some of the nerdiest things I've ever seen. So, uh, or I'm going to see. I remember I, I looked it up on YouTube, and I don't even remember if I finished that whole statement. Yeah, I just watched them strut around on stage. I guess that's that's where I was going with that. So I got to check it out. My kids have never been. So everything I just told you, my kids don't listen to this podcast. So everything I just told you, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to just plan a trip <laughs> to go to Branson. I'm not going to tell them anything. But I'm going to say, hey, we're going to go eat. And then after we eat, we're going to go watch a show. <laughs> now, now, both my kids, um, in, in that kind of manner, in that, in that kind of mind space, both of my kids are, are going to stare at me out of the side of their eyes and, like, make their eyes big, like, meaning to say, what are we doing? <laughs> I guarantee that's what I get. So, uh, and you, know, you never know. Like, here I am saying things about a show and people I don't know, but I may get there uh, to Branson. <laughs> And I've, you, hey, for all you know, I may come back after this and like get on the podcast and be like, Stevie Lee Woods is the greatest performer ever. Uh, I know that's not true because I've already watched too many YouTube videos because this guy is 
so, he probably is the nicest guy ever. His stage presence is the nerdiest thing I've ever laid eyes on. So let's just see what happens when I get there. And, uh, you know, at 42 and some years past, let's see. <laughs> what if I get in a physical altercation for saying the Dutons? That's how, that's how you know, this town's serious. Like, this, this guy wasn't even part of the family. So, uh, you know, maybe that's the goal. You know, when people were kids, like, you go to, like, a bar or um, or a nightclub or someplace, and you're like, all right, let's f- all right, let's look for girls. If it didn't work out, let's get in a fight. You know, you, you hear people say that kind of stuff. Um, like they're looking for it. I'm not looking for it, but if I ever did get beat up over calling them the Dutons, that could possibly be one of the greatest days of my life to tell that story. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Look, uh, I'll get off here, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the life and times podcast put pete rose in the hall of fame um see you next week love everybody